Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the new, the great, the different, the Martin and Lewis show. The National Broadcasting Company brings you the new Martin and Lewis show. Our guest tonight, Lucille Ball, and featuring Eileen Woods, Flo McMichael, Dick Stabile and his orchestra, and starring Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis are two young men who, overnight, have become the nation's comedy hit. But let's get on with the show. We take you now to the apartment of Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, where we find the boys getting ready, somewhat nervously, to go to the NBC studios for their first radio show. There's a tree in the meadow with a stream drifting by. Answer the phone, Jerry, I'm tying my tie <laughs> Okay, Dean, there's a tree in the meadow With a stream drifting by I could never be a big singer like Crosby Well, why not? I sound too much like Dean <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it must be NBC again, what cowards we are Why are we afraid to do our own radio show? After all, how big an egg can we lay? How big? Well, if we took a large hen and got it to hold back for two years... All right, Jerry, all right. (laughs) We've been acting like two frightened mice all day. We've got an ironclad contract to do the show. We've got to talk to NBC sometime. You're right. I'm not a frightened mouse. Answer the phone. Oh, come on, Jerry, you answer it Dean Martin, I will tell you why I will not answer the phone Indubitably, that is a call from NBC And it is indubitably they want to know where the H-E-C-K we are Because they are spending thousands and thousands of dollars and money (laughs) To build a sensational comedy and musical extravaganza around us And if they think we are that important, why don't they call us? Jerry, they are calling us Who else could it be besides NBC? Well, it could be a wrong number, a quiz show. Hey, a quiz show. They give you money just for answering a few questions. Give me that phone. Hello, 1492 Marie Antoinette and sulfuric acid. Ship the money. (laughs) Now, come on, Jerry. We got to get down to NBC right away. Let's go. Dean. Yeah? I'm scared. Look, we've done all right so far. We shouldn't be afraid. We did all right in nightclubs, didn't we? Yeah, but those people pay $10 cover charge, so they had to like us. But at a radio show, the audience gets in free, and at those prices, they can afford to hate us. <laughs> because there's nothing cheaper than something that doesn't cost very much. I always say. 
Indubitably, but uh, come on, Jerry, get dressed. Okay, I shall wear my new sport coat, which the man said was good for town or country and just perfect for the beach. What is it, gabardine? No, wet sand. <laughs> Jerry, you're just Stalin. That's impossible. Stalin's a big man in Russia, and Russia's a big country full of places like Valdostovostok. And... <laughs> they laughed. And Dniper. And he's a big, important man. And if he thinks I'm impersonating him, he'll get mad and come and get me and send me to Siberia. And it's full of ice and snow and sleet. And Dean... Yeah? I'm cold. <laughs> Jerry, you and I are going to NBC and do that program. What are you scared of? When we played the Copacabana in New York, they laughed at us. When we played the Chaperie in Chicago, they laughed at us. And when we came out here and asked for a radio job... They laughed at us. <laughs> they didn't laugh at us. They signed us up. They want us. Jerry, we've got to do this radio show. Who knows? This could make us famous. Yeah, famous. We could even become important actors. Yeah, important actors. Our names in lights, celebrities, stars in pictures... Yeah, names and lights, celebrities, stars and pictures. I can see it all. Big hits in nightclubs. We're famous. Everybody wants us. Hal Wallace signs us for a Paramount picture. NBC signs us for a radio show. We flop. <laughs> Nobody wants us. Hal Wallace won't speak to us. Paramount hates us. We spend our savings. We can't get work. We're tramping the streets, starving. We stop and press our noses against the bakery window. Dean. Why? I'm hungry. <laughs> Tell me, Jerry, did uh, Whitaker Chambers ever hide any papers in your head? <laughs> well, it ain't my fault. I don't have my head with me all the time, you know. Ah, <laughs> oh, let's answer it. Hello? Hello. Who is this speaking, please? Jerry. Jerry, you have to take the phone off of the hook. Yeah, when did they do that? Okay. Hello? Why aren't you guys down here at NBC? They're going nuts down here. Oh, it's our agent. Well, it's not your maiden aunt in Minneapolis. <laughs> Everyone's waiting to do the program. You guys are messing up the whole thing. Now, listen, I can explain everything. Good. Start with you. <laughs> Now listen, boys, don't ruin everything. This radio show means a lot to us. Your careers, my commission. You think I don't care about the show? I do. After all, I gotta live too. I can think of a loophole in that argument. <laughs> Ooh, how you aggravate me. Okay, Abby, we'll be right down there. We can't leave yet, Jerry. I gotta rehearse my number. It's a romantic number. I wish I had a girl to sing it to, you know, to get me in the mood. I'll be a girl if you'll promise to respect me. <laughs> sing to me. I'm a great movie star and a princess of far-off India. Really? What princess of India are you? Rita Hayworth. <laughs> you're... You're Rita Hayworth? But you're not even on the road to being a princess of India. Maybe I'm not on the road, but I'm sure following the right alley. <laughs> see, see, the idea of this gag, see, the idea of this gag is that, well, alley is an alley in the street, see? A-L-L-E-Y. But when you say alley, A-L-I, that's like the prince that is going to marry Rita Hayworth. It's all combined into one joke. And it's so funny, this kind of, look how they're staring at me. <laughs> Ah, oh, Jerry, relax. Have faith in me. 
We'll do all right on the radio show. That's all right for you to say, but I haven't thought up any jokes to tell the people. Oh, you'll think of something. What about me? I haven't even rehearsed my song. I don't even know if I'm in good voice. Well, go ahead, sing. Give yourself a clue. Satisfied till you break my heart. You're never satisfied till a tear drops dark. I've tried to shower you with love and kisses, but all I ever get from you is nagging and bragging, with poor heart is sagging the way you toss my heart around. A crying shame Well, I'll bet you wouldn't like it If I did the same You're only happy Tearing all my dreams apart You won't be satisfied Till you break my heart Oh, you won't be satisfied Till you break my heart You're never satisfied Till a tear drops down I've tried to shower you With love and kisses Ah, but all I ever get from you Is nagging and bragging My poor heart is sagging The way you toss my heart around It's a crying shame Well, I'll bet you wouldn't like it if I did the same. You're only happy tearing all my dreams apart. You won't be satisfied until you break my heart. you want my opinion of your rendition and I cannot tell a lie it was magnificent <laughs> oh well come on let's go oh not so fast let me take a look at you first stand up wash your hands yes partner wash your face yes sir behind your ears look I'm just going to a broadcast I'm not going to get married <laughs> anyway what about you did you bathe well of course I take a bath every day <laughs> you take a bath every day <laughs> well of course Oh, Dean, I'm so unworthy of you. Now, you you talk like that. What'll people think? When was the last time you took a bath? In a tub? (laughs) Yes. With soap? Yes. With water? Yes. Oh, Dean, I'm so unworthy of you. Oh, let's get out of this apartment and go to NBC. Who is it? It's the maid I have to come in and clean the apartment Well, okay, come on in We're just leaving anyway Gee, look at the load of equipment she's carrying I never saw such a stack of stuff in my life Here, let me help you before you drop it, miss I can put it down myself, thank you (laughs) 
you with the other armful. Oh, my goodness. Just look at the condition of this room. Huh? What's the matter with it? It's clean. Well, well, that's a break for you, then You have no work to do I don't have any work to do That's fine I'm the maid and I'm supposed to clean the apartments every day And if your apartment isn't dirty, then I don't have to clean it And if I don't have to clean your apartment, I won't have anything to do for a half hour So I'll go out in the hall and I'll light a cigarette And the manager will smell the smoke and he'll come up to me And he'll say, what are you doing smoking a cigarette in the hall? And I'll say, I haven't anything to do right now And he'll say, why aren't you cleaning the apartments? And I'll say, I didn't have to clean the apartments And he'll say, oh, you don't have to clean the apartments, son He'll get mad and fire me and all because your apartment is clean (laughs) It's people like you that cause unemployment Miss, there's one thing I don't understand What's that? Are you for real? (laughs) Miss, we're not trying to get you fired Do the best you can We have to leave Come on, Joey, let's go Okay Oh, my goodness Now what? There's a discrepancy in the bathroom A what? (laughs) One of you has to get married The towels say his and hers And you're a his and his Okay, okay, look Just put in two hisses That'll fix it Oh, it's not as simple as that If I give you another his Then I'll have an extra hers And at the end of the week I'll have 148 hisses And 149 herses And the manager won't know Why there's more herses than hisses Because he doesn't know How many heses and cheeses There are in the building anyway Okay, take all the towels out All of them From now on we'll dry on newspapers Well, the next thing on my list is dusting I'll start with a dresser Don't touch that bottom drawer Why not? Because that's where I keep my kittens Hey, not the top drawer either What's in the top drawer? Catnip (laughs) Well, what's to prevent the cats in the bottom drawer From going up to the top drawer and eating the catnip? In the middle drawer, bulldog (laughs) (laughs) My, you're odd people (laughs) We ain't odd, we're entertainers We're Martin and Lewis And we got a radio show to do in a few minutes Oh, you're on the radio What do you do? Well, one of us is a singer And the other guy's the funniest comedian you ever heard Tells big jokes, kills the people, gets big laughs (laughs) Which is which? Well, come on, Jerry. Let's go to NBC. Stand in line, folks, for the Martin and Lewis show. The line will move inside the studio in a few moments. Come on, Miranda. Stand in line over here. Well, all right, but I don't understand, Henrietta. Who are Martin and Lewis? Well, my goodness, where have you been, Miranda? Well, they're famous. Oh? My husband was the conductor on the train they came out here on, and he heard that the greatest entertainers New York ever saw were Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Who told your husband that, Henrietta? Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Pardon me, ladies. Can you tell me how to get into the Martin and Lewis show? Oh, stand behind us, young man, and we'll get the best seats. You know, we always come to see these new comedians the very first week Because usually they don't last for a second week (laughs) (laughs) 
They don't, huh? Well, you don't know Martin and Lewis. They're the best comedians in the world, and I say that for two reasons. Bread and butter. <laughs> you know, I'm anxious to see that handsome Dean Martin. <laughs> you know, Miranda, that, that Dean Martin's just a whole show as far as I'm concerned. He really has talent. Now, wait a minute, lady. It takes two to make a team, you know. Takes two to make a team, Martin and Lewis. That's the team. They gotta stick together. That's the way it is with any team. Without Fibber, where would Molly be? Without Kaiser, where would Fraser be? And without Earl Warren, where would... Uh, what was that guy's name again? <laughs> okay, Jerry, I parked the car. Hey, what are you doing in this line? Oh, oh I was eating mine. Hello, ladies. Handsome What are you going to sing tonight, Mr. Martin? I'd like to get you on a slow boat to China It's a deal Get the tickets and I'll meet you at the dock Come on, Jerry Let's go into the studio here Let's go into the studio here, Jerry Gee, look at all the people in here, Dean. I'm scared. Here's Dean Martin. I'm your producer, Mr. Martin. I'm your director, Mr. Martin. I'm your band leader, Mr. Martin. I'm your singer, Mr. Martin. I'm your producer, Mr. Martin. I'm your director, Mr. Martin. I'm your leader, Mr. Martin. I'm your singer, Mr. Martin. What am I, the Larry Parks of this outfit? Ah, <laughs> be quiet, Jerry. I gotta rehearse. Oh, now I gotta be quiet. You're a big star, a big man. You're too impart- important for me. My tongue got in the way of my eye tooth. I couldn't see what I was saying. <laughs> you're, you're, you're just too important for me. Well, I don't need a house to fall on me. Goodbye, pal. <laughs> I won't be a drag on you. Ah, uh-huh. I'm sorry it had to end like this. We had a lot of good times together. Even if I always did have to take the ugly ones. Ah, oh, Jerry. Jerry, your feelings are just hurt, that's all. Oh, my feelings ain't hurt. I'm happy. I can laugh. <laughs> I'll never forget you, Dean. You go on without me. And good luck, old pal. I won't ever be jealous of your success. When you're a big star and run over me in your big imported car, I'll still be happy. I'll just lay there and think, gee, Vogue tires. <laughs> well, I'll go now. You people don't want me here. I'll be seeing you. Oh, poor Jerry. Why do you let him go away like that? Oh, Jerry will be all right. Let's rehearse. <clears throat> and now I would like to present one of Hollywood's most glamorous stars, currently gracing your neighborhood screens in Sorrowful Jones, a charming actress who gracefully combines the talents of a leading lady and comedian... Now, listen here, Dean Martin. Don't you say anything nice about me, you big bully, you you monster. I'll have you know that I... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Why, you are Lucille Ball. (laughs) But, But what's the matter, Lucille? Don't act like you don't know. You've got some nerve, Dean Martin, asking me to come down here and be a guest on your radio program after the way you beat up that sweet, adorable little Jerry Lewis. Why, uh, if I weren't a perfect lady, I'd slug you. The idea, beating up that darling, cute, lammy pie. Me? Yes, you, Dean Martin. (laughs) 
Well, Jerry, hey, hey, where'd he go? He's behind me where he'll be safe. He's not going to stay out here where you can knock him down again. Knock him down? Yes, and kicking him and throwing dirt in his face and trying to drive your car over him. I did that? See, Lucille, he admits it. Oh, I get it. Jerry told you that story. Yes, he did. I never met anyone so contemptible as you in my whole life. How could you treat Jerry that way? He's so darling and so cute. You forgot Lammy Pie. <laughs> Just exactly what did Jerry tell you I did to him? He told me the whole story. It's incredible to me that you could pick on a little fella like that when you have such a grand physique. Uh, I mean, when, when you're so much bigger than he is, with all those great, big, powerful muscles. <laughs> you, you, big... Yes? <laughs> and, and the things you called him It's just hard to imagine names like that being spoken by you Why, you have that wonderful, soft, caressing voice Yes Lucille, hey Lucille <laughs> Will you stop tugging at my skirt? I just wanted you to know I'm still here Lewis is the name, Jerry Lewis they call me Don't stop Lucille, tell him off, good all right <laughs> You're right Dean Martin, how could you have slugged poor Jerry When you look so So handsome With those soft eyes And long, long lashes Yes Hey, Lucille Shut up, you little schnook <laughs> Schnook Me, schnook the idea of telling those awful fibs about this darling, cute, lammy pie, Dean Martin. I ought to turn you over my knee and spank you. Ding, ding. Yes. <laughs> ding, are you going to stand there and let her talk to me like that? Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, but really, he isn't bad at all, Lucille. In fact, he's a very nice guy. In fact, he's a wonderful guy. Why, Jerry is the important half of our act. He's the talent. Why, he's the one who gets all the laughs. He's the one the critics rave about. He's the one the people love. Oh, what a ham. <laughs> well, uh, it's sure nice of you to come down tonight and help us get, on our, get, get our first show started, Lucille. I figured we need plenty of advice, advice here in Hollywood. Come on, snap out of it. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to be very successful Well, how about Jerry? Yeah, how about that? <laughs> You'll see, I'm going to be a big star When I make my first picture, I'll be sensational I'll be... Well, you do think I'll be a picture star, don't you, Lucille? Why not? Lassie made it <laughs> If you're going to make fun of me, I'll quit the show I'll give... I'll give... I'll give... Uh... <laughs> I'll give Dean all the money we've saved And I'll go home and lock myself in a closet Kick my heels And hold my breath until I die And if you want to know why I do these things It's because, listen <laughs> Well, don't get too desperate, Jerry Look, I, I have planned a little party for you and Dean after the show uh, Lots of important people will be there Well, that's wonderful, Lucille Well, the only thing, Dean uh, Does Jerry know how to act at a party? Do I know how to act at a party? Why, one time in the back room of a barbershop... Jerry! <laughs> Hold it. You see what I mean? 
Miss Ball. <laughs> Miss Ball, Mr. Martin. I would like to inform you that Gerald Lewis, when attempting a social event, attending a social event. <laughs> Miss <laughs> Ball and Mr. Martin, when I, I'd like to inform you that Gerald Lewis, when attending a social event, always conducts himself with complacent, elegant simplicity, utterly devoid of ostentation. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Lewis, where did you get words like that? Don't ask me, I'm just as surprised as you are. <laughs> Gee, I hope there's a girl there for me. Lucille. I like him about my height Well, let's see now Betty Grable will be there And of course I like him about my age Uh-huh Well, Anne Blythe will be there <laughs> And I like him to be of my intelligence Sorry, Margaret O'Brien can't stay out that late <laughs> Jerry, I, I hope you understand I've invited important people People of refinement, breeding, culture don't worry about me. Refinement and breeding and culture pour out of me like sweat off a horse's neck. <laughs> Lucille, don't worry. I'll guarantee Jerry. Well, I don't know. I'm afraid he'll be a little raucous. Raucous? Me? Don't ever worry about Jerry Lewis being raucous. I'll make more noise than anyone there. Oh. Now, Lucille... If you'll just tell us the address of the party And, uh, by the way, Lucille, uh, shall we dress? Naturally, we don't want the cops <laughs> Oh, the party sounds like it'll be a lot of fun, Lucille And uh, I'm sure we'll know exactly what to do Sure, we've been educated You know, I worked my way through Harvard What? Well, he did stumble his way through high school He looks more like he had to shoot his way out of kindergarten <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this, Lucille Well, uh, my house isn't one of those elaborate Hollywood mansions, Dean Oh, there's one thing, Jerry If we decide to go in for a dip Be sure you don't go in the servant's swimming pool <laughs> I'm sorry to butt in, but we go on the air in 30 seconds Okay, fine Are you nervous, Jerry? Me? Nervous? <laughs> 20 seconds I'll be all right I'll kill the people 15 seconds Just let me at them 10 seconds I'll fracture them 5 seconds 4 seconds 3 2 I'll pulverize them The Martin and Lewis show is on the air Go ahead, Jerry Start talking Yes, sir A very funny thing happened to me on the way to the studio Well, come on, Lucille Help me hold Jerry up and we'll do the song Okay, up up he goes. Up he goes. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, 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 what money can do. Ask the rich man, he'll confess. Money can't buy. Happiness. Ask a poor man, he don't doubt. But he'd rather be miserable with than without. I love life and I want to live. I love life and I say, Jerry, I love Jerry, uh, uh, uh. 
I'm right. I know, but you don't have to spoil it for the rest of us. If you spend it, please be wiser. If you save it, you're a miser. If you don't want it, you're cool, cool. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. It's good to be home in bed And Dean, I'm sorry I messed up our radio program tonight Ah, forget it, Jerry It's past midnight Better get some sleep Good night Good night Well, who could that be? What do you want? It's me, the maid (laughs) I'm sorry, but you'll have to get out of those beds Get out of bed? Why? Well, you see, those beds are six by three beds And this afternoon I made a mistake And I put on seven by four sheets And if I put the wrong sheets on your beds The manager will say to me Look, miss, if I get up, I'll start walking the floor And if I start walking the floor I'll get into a bad humor And when I go to embassy tomorrow They'll say, Jerry Lewis, why did you faint on your radio program? And I'll say, who could help but fainting? I was excited And they'll say, oh, talking back, eh? I guess you don't want to go on the radio very bad And I'll say, and they'll say, and they'll fire me It's people like you that cause unemployment Good night, everybody Good night, folks You've just heard the new Martin and Lewis show. If you enjoyed them, tune in again each Sunday night at the same time. And next week, our guest will be Bob Hope. It's the Martin and Lewis show. The National Broadcasting Company brings you transcribed the new Martin and Lewis show. Our guest tonight, Bob Hope. And featuring Flo McMichael, Mike Roy, the Martingales, Dick Stabile and his orchestra, and starring Dean Martin. What a day this has been. What a rare mood I'm in. And Jerry Lewis. I'm the singer on the show, and you're the comedian. Remember that? And uh, so stay in your place, will you? What do you want to stop pushing me around for? The show is all even started, and already you're trying to be the big man. Go ahead, kick me. Step on me. Wipe your feet on me. You're always poking fun at me. Oh, Jerry, stop. I don't poke any fun at you. Think of all the times I've defended you. You defended me? Of course, many times. You're so ungrateful. Ungrateful? What did you ever do for me? Give me a for instance. I'll gratitude you. <laughs> tonight at 70-30 isn't an even split. <laughs> Let's get back to that 60-40. What do you say? Okay, sure, Jerry. Whatever you say, pal. If you want 60-40, you get it. Now, is it all right if I go ahead and sing a song? You don't mind to give me the 60-40? No, it's all it's right. It's like this, you said, and it's easy. not even a word. <laughs> go ahead, sing three, four notes. <laughs> Uh, 
pack up all my cares and woes. Here I go while I'm singing low. Bye, bye, blackbird. Where somebody waits for me, sugar sweet and honey, so is she. Bye, bye, my blackbird. No one here can love and understand me. All the hard luck stories they all hand me. So make the bed, honey, like a life. I'm coming home late tonight. Blackbird, bye bye. No one here can love or understand me. All the hard luck stories they all hand me. So make the bed, light the light. I'm coming home late tonight. Blackbird, bye As you know, ladies and gentlemen, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis are two young men who overnight have become the nation's comedy hit. And they're still rather dazed by it all. Now we take you back a few hours to this afternoon. We find the boys in their apartment getting ready, somewhat nervously, to go to NBC for their first radio show. Well, Jerry, this is our big day. We're actually going to do our first broadcast on NBC. Now, isn't that wonderful? Yes, wonderful, Dean. <laughs> well, what's the matter? Aren't you happy about it? Happy? Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, buck up, Jerry. It's our big chance. Yeah, the opportunity of a lifetime. The greatest moment of our lives. We go down NBC, we walk out on a stage, and face all those people. And Dean... Yeah? I wish I was dead. <laughs> well, it's supposed it must be NBC again. What cowards we are. Why are we afraid to do our own radio show? After all, how big an egg can we lay? How big? Well, if we took a large hen and got it to hold back for two years... All right, Jerry, hold it. <laughs> Oh, we've been acting like two frightened mice all day. We've got an ironclad contract to do the show. We've got to talk to NBC sometime. You're right. I'm not a frightened mouse. Answer the phone. Oh, come on, Jerry. You answer it. Dean Martin, I will tell you why I will not answer the phone. Indubitably, that call is from NBC. And it is indubitably they want to know where the H-E-C-K we are because they are spending thousands and thousands of dollars and money. <laughs> To build a sensational comedy and musical extravaganza around us. And if they think we are that important, why don't they call us? Jerry, they are calling us. Who else could it be besides NBC? Who else? Well, it could be a wrong number, a quiz show. Hey, a quiz show. They give you money. Just for asking a few questions. Give me that phone. Hello, 1492, Marie Antoinette and sulfuric acid. Ship the money. <laughs> Jerry, we got to get down to NBC right away. Let's go. Dean. Yeah? I'm scared. Look, we've done all right so far. We shouldn't be afraid. We did all right in nightclubs, didn't we? Yeah, but those people pay $10 cover charge, so they had to like us. But at a radio show, the audience gets in for free, and at those prices, they can afford to hate us. <laughs> but, Jerry, this is what we've dreamed about. All the things we fought for. Who knows? This could make us famous. 
Yeah, famous. We could even become important actors. Yeah, important actors. Our names in lights, celebrities, stars in pictures. Yeah, names in lights, celebrities, stars in pictures. I can see it all. Big hits in nightclubs. We're famous. Everybody wants us. Hal Wallace signs us for Paramount Pictures. NBC signs us for a radio show. We flop. <laughs> Nobody wants us. Hal Wallace won't speak to us. Paramount hates us. We spend our savings. We can't get work. We're tramping the streets, starving. We stop and press our noses against the bakery window. And Dean... What? I'm hungry. <laughs> Terry, snap out of We gotta get dressed and go. Well, I'm almost ready, Dean, but gee, I start to shake all over when I think of tonight being on the same show with Bob Hope. Gee, he's a big star, Dean, and well... Oh, don't worry. We'll get through it somehow. And by the way, Jerry, when you meet Bob Hope, don't make any cracks about his nose. No cracks about his nose? No, just shake hands with it and let it go at that. One. Look, Dean, you're the singer and I'm the comedian, right? That's right. You're supposed to sing and I'm supposed to tell the jokes and get the laughs. And yet you just told a joke and got a big laugh. <laughs> Don't do it no more. <laughs> Come on, let, let's go down NBC. Oh, not so fast now. Let me take a look at you first. Stand up. Wash your hands? Yes, partner. Wash your face? Yes, sir. Behind your ears? Look, I'm just going to broadcast. I'm not going to get married. <laughs> anyway, what about you? Did you bathe? Well, of course. I take a bath every day. You take a bath every day? <laughs> well, of course. Oh, Dean. I'm so unworthy of you. <laughs> ah, come on. Let's get out of this apartment. Who is it? It's the maid. I have to come in and clean the apartment. Okay, come on in. We're, we're just leaving anyway. Oh, my goodness. Just look at the condition of this room. Well, what's the matter with it? It's clean. Well, then that's a break for you. you. You have no work to do. I don't have any work to do. That's fine. I'm the maid, and I'm supposed to clean the apartments every day. And if your apartment isn't dirty, then I don't have to clean it. And if I don't have to clean your apartment, I won't have anything to do for a half hour. So I'll go out in the hall, and I'll light a cigarette, and the manager will smell the smoke, and he'll come up to me, and he'll say, what are you doing smoking a cigarette in the hall? And I'll say, I haven't anything to do right now. And he'll say, why don't you clean the apartments? And I'll say, I didn't have to clean the apartments. And he'll say, oh, you don't have to clean the apartments, huh? And he'll get mad and fire me, and all because your apartment is clean. <laughs> Like you who cause unemployment. <laughs> Miss, th there's one thing I don't understand. What's that? Are you for real? Ah, <laughs> uh, Miss, we're not trying to get you fired. Do the best you can. We have to leave, so come on, Jerry, let's go. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Now what? There's a discrepancy in the bathroom. <laughs> a what? You have to get married. The towels say his and hers, and you're a his and his. Well, okay, okay. Look, just put in two hises, and that'll fix it. Oh, it's not as simple as that. If I give you another his, then I'll have an extra hers. And at the end of the week, I'll have 148 hises and 149 herses. And the manager won't know why there's more herses than his because he don't know how many hises there are in the building anyway. Okay, take all the towels out, all of them. From now on, we'll dry on newspapers. <laughs> 
song. <laughs> we ain't odd. We're entertainers. We're Martin and Lewis, and we got a radio show to do in a few minutes. Oh, you're on the radio. What do you do? Well, one of us is a singer. And the other guy's the funniest comedian you ever heard. He tells big jokes, kills the people, gets big laughs, and he screams, and people laugh, and he's so funny. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> which is which? All right, come on, Jerry. Let's go to NBC. Folks, let me ask a question. What about your future? Will it be a secure one? Well, the best way to guarantee security and happiness is to make your savings automatic and to be sure your savings are in an investment which is absolutely safe. So tomorrow, join the payroll savings plan where you work. Under this plan, a sum is set aside from each paycheck, whatever amount you decide. And as it accumulates, it is invested in United States savings bonds in your name. U.S. savings bonds, the finest, safest investment in the world today. You'll be astounded how quickly those bonds will pile up, ready to be used for an emergency. Meanwhile, they grow in value year by year. So see about the part payment payroll savings plan tomorrow. Or if you are your own boss, ask your bank about the bond a month plan. Either way is a sure way to a happy, secure future. And you'll be joining with 80 million other Americans who are already shareholders in the greatest country on earth. Buy United States savings bonds. Well, this is NBC, Jerry. I'll park the car and you go on ahead. I'll wait for you, Dean. Oh, what are you afraid of? Buck up, Jerry. I never saw anyone so timid as you are. I can't help it, Dean. I'm so worried I got butterflies in my stomach. Now, take an aspirin. The butterflies will go away. I took an aspirin. They're playing ping pong with it. <laughs> go ahead, Jerry. I'll meet you in front of the studio. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Stand in line, folks, to the Martin and Lewis show. The line will move inside the studio in a few minutes. Come on, Myrtle. Let's get in line. All right, Louise. Oh, I just hope this Martin and Lewis show we're going to see is as good as Ladies Be Seated. You know, Myrtle, they've got the cutest comedian on Ladies Be Seated. Really? What does he do? He pulls the chairs out from under them. Oh, how ridiculous. You're always bringing me to these silly radio shows, Louise. Like that program, Life Begins at 80. What a foolish idea. Well, what's wrong with it? Louise, if I thought life began at 80, I'd have committed suicide 65 years ago. <laughs> pardon, pardon me, ladies. Can you tell me how to get into the Martin and Lewis show? We're going in, young man. Get in line behind us. We always come to see these new comedians the very first week. Oh, swell. Yes, we have to. They usually don't last for a second week. <laughs> Well, you don't know Martin and Lewis. They're the best comedians in the whole world. And I say that for two very important reasons. Bread and butter. <laughs> oh, I'm so anxious to see Dean Martin. You know, Myrtle, that Dean Martin's the whole show as far as I'm concerned. Mm, he really has talent. Now, wait a minute, lady. It takes two to make a team. Martin and Lewis. That's the team. They got to stick together. That's the way it is with any team. Where would Fibber be without Molly? Where would Kaiser be without Fraser? And where would Drew Pearson be without President Drew? That... Doesn't quite fit, does it? Hey, Jerry, I parked the car. Let's go inside. What are you standing in this line for? Oh, oh it's Dean Martin! Oh! 
Hello, girls. Mr. Martin, don't tell us that this odd-looking young man is your partner. That's right. He's my partner, Jerry Lewis. You see, Myrtle, I told you that Dean Martin was the whole show. Oh, now, just a minute, ladies. Jerry isn't so bad. In fact, he's a very nice guy. He's a wonderful guy. Why, Jerry's the important half of our act. He's the talent. He's the one who gets all the laughs. He's the one the critics rave about. He's the one the people love. Oh, what a hand. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. We have to go, ladies. Uh, come on, Jerry. We've got to rehearse. What are you going to sing, Mr. Martin? I'd like to get you on a slow boat to China. It's a deal. Get the tickets and I'll meet you at the dock. Come on, Jerry. Let's get inside the studio. Here's Mr. Martin now. Step right up to the microphone, Mr. Martin. We're ready for your song. Yeah, you sing, Dean, and I'll lead the band. Lead the band? Jerry, do you know anything about leading a band? Do I know anything about leading a band? I just suggested leading the band, and you have the nerve to ask me if I know anything about it. <laughs> what, do you? Well, no. <laughs> but don't worry about me. You take care of the singing, and I'll take care of the conducting. You'll take care of the what? I said, you take care of the singing, and I'll take care of the conducting. Why do you leave that last word up in the air? It's the end of a sentence. You're through with it. There's a period that you don't need it anymore. You, you would say, I'm going to the corner, not, I'm going to the corner. <laughs> I mean, who talks like this? Well, you talk the way you want. I talk that way because, listen. <laughs> okay, Jerry, if you're going to lead the band, go ahead and lead it. All right, men. One, two... made up this lullaby just to sing it to you soon as you learn this lullaby you can sing it to your dolly too ta 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 play peekaboo with a star Hush you by baby when shadows creep Dreamland is not very far Ta da ta la da ta la Just like the angel you are Rock by baby Now you're asleep Play with a star. Just like the angel you are 
Rock a bye, baby. Now you're asleep. Ta-da, ta-da, ta-da. Ta-da, ta-da, ta-da. Incidentally, folks, Dean Martin has recorded that number for Capitol Records. Friends, a good education takes money, lots of it. And certainly you'll want your boy or girl to have every educational advantage when he starts out on his own, won't you? Well, to be sure, the money will be there when you need it. Start an educational fund now. Invest in United States savings bonds. They're guaranteed by your government. If they're lost, stolen, or destroyed, they'll be replaced without charge. And they grow in value until in ten short years... You get back $4 for every $3 you invested. Now, that's real profit, isn't it? So plan a fund for your child's education. Join the payroll savings plan where you work, or if you are self-employed, the bond-a-month plan where you bank. A steady investment in savings bonds now will ensure your child's college training in the future. Buy United States savings bonds. Well, why not, Jerry? Sounds like the Bob Hope Show. Hey, Dick, come here, hold it. This is the Martin and Lewis Show starring those two sensational partners. Bob Hope and Tom Soup. Those two sensational partners. Bob Hope and Swan Soap, the famous floater and the famous sinker. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here tonight to perform a very pleasant task. As you must know by now, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis are two young and very talented fellows whom NBC has adopted. I'm sure they'll bring you many hours of top entertainment, and I'm sincerely honored to be here and welcome to the network the handsome, talented, gorgeous voice, Dean Martin. Well, thanks, Bob, for all the wonderful compliments. And his partner, Jerry Lewis. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> ah, and now, thanks, Bob, for, uh, I don't get no compliments. <laughs> Jerry, is that any way to talk to Bob after he comes all the way down here to wish us luck? I think it's very swell of him. Oh, it's nothing. I didn't have anything else to do this evening. It's the maid's night off. (laughs) But I know how it is when you're starting a new show. It seems like only yesterday that I was worrying about my radio program. In fact, it was only yesterday. Well, we, we really appreciate this, Bob. We, we figured we need plenty of help to succeed in Hollywood. Oh, I'm sure you're going to be very successful, Dean. Well, uh, how about Jerry? Yeah, how about that? <laughs> oh, come on, Mr. Hope. Stop making with the jokes like that. You promised you'd make us seem funny. Well, don't worry about it, Jerry. No comedian's ever going to top that top of yours. <laughs> Tell me, who does your hair? Are you bangy? <laughs> Nobody does it. I just get out of bed, and if I can't see anything, I know my hair is cold. <laughs> well, Jerry can't help the way his hair looks, Bob. You see, when his parents found him on the doorstep, they threw him away and raised the pool of brush sample. Well, that's hair, huh? He, he looks like the boy with a green brillo. 
What's the matter with my hair? It's hair, ain't it? Are you asking or telling? I'm wondering. Well, there's nothing wrong with it, and it's just that you look like you're standing with your back to a high wind. It just grows that way. And I'm not standing with my back to any high wind. On the contrary. Look, Bebop. Were you born or did your mother miss a question on truth or consequences? Listen, what's wrong with it if I happen to like my hair rather short? Rather short. What does the barber use, scissors or sandpaper? Oh, the barber uses scissors, but he works from the inside. <laughs> and, he, and he sings, too, you know. Can I go now? Yeah, anytime. <laughs> That's all we can get with that. Go, it's all right. Well, it just so happens I have to keep my ass short, Mr. Hope. Every time I let it get any longer than this, my knees buckle. <laughs> It didn't pay. <laughs> Can I go now? <laughs> well, I want to tell you, you boys are going to be working pretty hard from now on, so, Jerry, you've got to build up your strength. What do you suggest, Mr. Hope? Put something in your pot, boy. <laughs> Oh, Jerry will fill out when he gets a little older, Bob. You know, he's not as old as some comedians. <laughs> Got another high wind here. <laughs> Don't look at me when you say that, you West Point victimone. <laughs> You're looking at a man of 31, you know. <laughs> no laugh? <laughs> 31. 31. <laughs> 31. He keeps doing it till he gets a good reading. Wait a minute, Mr. Hope. I saw your birth certificate, and you're not 31. Jerry? Don't try to stop me, Dean. The birth certificate said born in 1910, and this is 1949. You're not 31. You're 35. Thank you, Joel Kupperman. Nice counting. Did you hire an income tax man this year, or are you leaving us soon? I see how young he is, Bob. It was embarrassing when we were working in nightclubs. It was embarrassing? Yes. After we finished our act, Jerry would step up to the bar and order three fingers of Mead's formula with a pablum chaser. I know. The other night he was on my show. After every joke he told, I had to throw him over my shoulder and burp him. Now listen, you two. It's all right for you to stand there and vituperate my adolescence. But I will have you know that Jared Lewis is capable of exuding as much sophistry as anyone else. Jerry. Yes? Your safety pin is unfastened again. <laughs> yeah, and you can see the inside of your head. Why, <laughs> you fellas are just jealous because when I go over to Paramount, Jane Russell holds me on her knee. What do you think she holds me? <laughs> Off. <laughs> you peaked. 
You know, Bob, we envy you making pictures with all the big stars. Did you have a hard time getting started in the show business? Hard, Dean? Yeah. You know, one time in New York, I lived for six months on nothing but donuts. Every time I'd ask an agent for a job, I'd get so nervous I'd break out in powdered sugar. <laughs> Fortunately, I had a partner who broke out in cold coffee. Bob, we'll always remember one thing, though. You were so wonderful to us when we first came to Paramount, when we were poor and hungry. Why, we couldn't even afford to split one of those 50-cent box lunches. Oh, it was nothing. Nothing? You call it nothing, making us a special one for a quarter? <laughs> well, I came out all right. I just used less swan soap in the salad. <laughs> hey, you boys are making a movie now. How do you like acting, Jerry? Oh, it's great, Bob. What scenes I have, what lines I deliver. What emotion I portray. Why, one saying I say... One saying... saying oh. Start over. It's tape. <laughs> Crosby starts ten times a night. Go ahead. I better hurry. We'll be here till Christmas. All right. Why, yeah. Now, really, in one scene, I say to the girl, Bob, I say, The world may think of me as a nobody, but Gwendolyn, in your arms, I'm a bird soaring up in the blue. I'm a flower pushing up my head through the soil. I'm a moth floating helplessly into your burning flame. Boy, that's emoting, isn't it? How do you like that, Bob? Hello, Mort. Jerry, tell me one thing. What's that? Are you for real? <laughs> and now, you just wait a minute, Mr. Hope. That's my line. I don't care if you are Bob Hope. No comedian's supposed to steal another comedian's lines. Okay, Runt. What are you going to do about it? Hello, Mort. <laughs> <laughs> Say, Bob, we saw you in a picture. No kidding. With Dorothy Lamortia tonight... It must be exciting working with her. Oh, it's nothing, really. My Adam's apple ought to stop jumping any day now. <laughs> How about that scene where Dorothy was dancing the hula? She started out slowly, but when she shifted into second, wow. <laughs> you, should, you should have seen the part they cut out. She was in overdrive. <laughs> you know, I bet that film is still flopping around on the cutting room floor. <laughs> yeah, I get the good one. Yeah. <laughs> I had one that I thought was pretty good, but you ruined it right now. <laughs> Would you mind trying your line once again? All right. You know, I bet the film is still flopping around on the cutting room floor. Yeah, only last week they finally beat it to death with a stick. <laughs> Thank you very much. Say, by the way, fellas, I'm throwing a little reception for you guys tonight after your show. Oh, a reception for us? You hear that, Jerry? Yeah, can you get some girls, or is this too sudden? We'll be... Oh, step all of us. Nothing at all. <laughs> just, what just that a <laughs> Yeah, what? Would you mind? You're not exactly Saratan to me, you know. <laughs> well, will you please read Lampshade Head? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You can cut that line out, too, I guess, too, huh? <laughs> yes! Oh, my... We'll be there, Bob. The kind of girls we know, nothing's too sudden. <laughs> Bye. 
<laughs> Wait, I'll get my hat and go with you. And another thing... And another thing, fellas, it's going to be a formal party. It's formal? Yeah, bring your own pool cue. <laughs> it's really going to be a swell affair. Sounds good, Bob. Are you going to have champagne? I get a straight line for how those strange words came out all right, you know? I don't want you guys to get upset, but I don't like how well you're working together. <laughs> don't worry, I can never match that hair. I'm having trouble growing it back here now. <laughs> Would you mind feeding me again, if you don't mind? Sounds good, Bob. Are you going to serve champagne? No, I couldn't get any champagne, so I'm serving 7-Up and Coke. Nobody will know the difference. Wait a minute, Bob. No one would take 7-Up and uh, Coke in preference to champagne? I would, but I'm only 23 years old. What do I know? <laughs> this kid's really going to live tonight. At midnight, he'll be drinking Ovaltine from Margaret O'Brien's slipper. Well, it's awfully nice of you, Bob, to invite us. I'm sorry. Please. <laughs> I hope you folks are enjoying our career. (laughs) Well, it's awfully nice. It's awfully nice. I'll get this line in yet, boss. I hope you have it right when you get your chance. Go ahead. It's awfully nice of you to come over for our hour show. To your party. Who's going to be there? We'll need an hour to hatch this thing. Where are we? <laughs> You've got me confused. You've read every line on this page. <laughs> and, and, and after looking it over, you can have them. Now, try this one. May, I, on, may, I, ask, may I ask a question? I didn't get your I name. <laughs> Why not? I'm helping to kill you, too. You might as well. Step in, Jerry. Step in. Jerry Colonna. Listen, uh, I just... I, I, I just wanted to tell you, fellas, that the, the, man, the man in the control room is laughing, but he's burning. We're very lucky if he's still with us, isn't he? He must be nailed down. Go ahead. Yes, Bob. Who is going yes, to be in the party? Is that it? This may put Mortimer out of business, you know. What'd you say? I'm sorry, Dean. I didn't mean no, to ignore you. No, I just you. said it's awfully you nice. You sing like mad, don't you? Where would you say it? Right now, I wish I were singing. Look, it's awfully nice of you, Bob. Yes. There, that's you. To invite us to your party. Now, who's going to be there? Oh, I've asked a lot. <laughs> where they go upstairs for the last row. <laughs> so long, goodbye. Here's your penis. Nothing like getting a fresh start. Um, uh, I say, are you sure Abbott and Costello started this way? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, 
Yeah. He's still talking. Isn't that a doll? Who's going to be there? At the party. Huh? <laughs> oh, they're going to do a lot of... Cuts. Here we go. Here we go. All right, let's go. Well, I'll tell you. All right, why don't you read your line just for tape? Right. Well, well um, it's awfully nice of you, Bob, to invite us to our party. Who's going to be there? Oh, I've asked lots of important people. The only thing is, does Jerry know how to act at a party? Do I know how to act at a party? Why, one time in the back room of a barbershop... Jerry! The <laughs> ad-libs get more. Mighty quiet here. <laughs> I'm only waiting for the cue. I'm not moving, brother. <laughs> Jerry, hold it. <laughs> Funny if this is an audition. <laughs> oh, CBS don't know how lucky they are. I was only thinking, maybe Jerry will be a little raucous. Raucous? Me? Don't ever worry about Jerry Lewis being raucous. I'll make more noise than anyone there. Look, steel woolhead. I hope you understand I've invited big names, people of refinement and breeding and culture. Oh, that's all right. Refinement and breeding and culture pour out of me like sweat off a horse's neck. It sounds like a peeping... You're going to pull another bladder or are you through with that? I doubt if you'll make it. I'm trying. You're a sweet boy, that's all. You really think so? I do. That's why I'm here. I'm not really after him. Say, uh... Oh. Where are we? Where'd we stop? You know... <laughs> I don't know whether I should go after this line or not. You know, he sounds like a peeping Tom who got his peep caught in a small keyhole. That's what I said. It's going to be... It's going to be quite a party. I asked Cary Grant, Randy Scott, Barbara Hutton. Barbara Hutton, the heiress? Will she be there? Well, no, she can't make it, but there'll be several girls from her store. <laughs> hey, Bob, really, I'd like to have a date with one of those big movie stars like Barbara Stanwyck, Elizabeth Scott, or Diana Lynn. You think you can fix me up? Not enough. Just a minute, Mr. Hope. There's just one thing I'd like to say to you. Perhaps I don't look as good as some others with a physique, but it's arbitrary to me to bird pissing for any one of those persons that shouldn't have... The cops are here. <laughs> well, it was fun, radio, wasn't it? Those nightclubs are still going, boy. <laughs> Take it fresh, Jerry. Just a minute, Mr. Hope. There's just one thing I'd like you to... It's too close to the paper. That... I'd like you to know that people that have an opinion of someone that's got a physique like mine may not consider themselves more or less on the position that I am. Not of the... I've known many people that consider themselves, but not me. When I'm well enough to arbitrate, then I'm not sure enough. Would you mind repeating that? Yeah. Say, never mind, I've got to go now. I'll see you at the party tonight. Well, okay, all kidding aside, uh, it was nice of you, Bob, to come down and help us get started. We really appreciate it. While we're talking this way, Bob, there's something Dean and I have been waiting, wanting to say to you for a long time. <laughs> What's that, Jerry? <laughs> well, Bob, 
We don't know what we'd have done without you since we arrived in Hollywood. You've always been willing to give us a helping hand when we lack courage and confidence. There was always you to go to. We could confide in you when we feel blue and all alone in the world. We could come to you with our troubles. And, Bob? Yeah? You're the type of guy we've always wanted for a mother. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to bring you our Master of Ceremonies, Dean Martin. Thank you and greetings from Chesterfield, ladies and gentlemen. You know, when I first pitched my pipes into the singing business, I was no different from many other struggling vocalists. We all had our wishes and dreams, but my special wish can be found in the title of my latest recording. So, while Jerry is still in his padded dressing room, I'm going to express my wish. If I could sing like Bing, how happy I would be. If I could sing like Bing, perhaps you'd go for me. Now everyone agrees that Bing is fun to hear. And if I don't do quite as well, just make believe he's near. If I could sing like Bing, forevermore you'd hear. Baba baboo, baba baboo, baba baboo. If he could sing like Bing, how happy he would be. Baba baboo, baba baboo. If he could sing like Bing, perhaps she'd go for him. Baba baboo, baba baboo. Now everyone agrees that Bing is fun to hear. And if I don't do quite as well, just make believe he's near. If he could sing like me, forevermore you hear. Baba baboo, baba baboo, baba baboo, baba baboo. And if I don't do quite as well, just make believe he's near. If he could sing like Bing, forevermore you'd hear. Baba baboo, 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 baba Gentlemen, as uh, we approach our wind-up show for this season, I'd like to say just one Dean, little... Dean, oh, I'm, Dean, it's I'm... terrible, terrible, oh, terrible. Well, terrible, oh, terrible, it's Jerry Lewis. <laughs> oh, it's simply terrible, terrible, Dean. I want to blow my nose. Can I borrow your handkerchief? Blow it with my handkerchief. Why don't you use the one in your coat pocket? My nose doesn't reach that far. <laughs> oh, I get up, Jerry. Why, why all those tears? Why all those tears? Why? Why? Oh, just read this telegram. Go ahead, read it. 
Okay, your uncle just died and left you $3 million. It's awful, it's awful. I don't get it, Jerry. If you just got a telegram that your uncle left you $3 million, why are you, why are you crying? The telegram ain't mine. I found it in the street. Oh. <laughs> well, I thought you were sad because this is our last program of the season and we're going to miss all these nice people. I'm sad about that, too. Sad, sad, oh, so sad. Oh, sad and blue, blue and sad. I'm going to miss the ushers running up and down the eye hazels. Yeah. Throwing out the people who don't laugh. Well, it looks like they're in for a busy night. You know what I'm going to miss most of all? The, the telephone booth down the hall. Yeah, me too. Some of those phone numbers on the wall were darbs. Positive darbs. Now, <laughs> say, Jerry, remember the two sisters we met that way? I got the one who was, who was three feet tall. Yeah, and I got the short one. Yeah. <laughs> what attracted me to my girl was her nose. Remember the way it turned up? Then down, then up again. <laughs> Why, your girl was no improvement. She was, too. She had a beautiful smile. Oh, what a beautiful smile. She had no teeth. I know, but she had sparkling gums. Yes, she did. <laughs> I'm going to miss my dressing room with the fellas coming in to play canasta. I'm going to miss my dressing room with the fellas coming in to wash their hands. <laughs> and I'm going to miss our wonderful announcer, George Fenneman. Me too. George, while we're gone, you're going to miss us. Yes. <laughs> He's really taking it hard, ain't he, Dean? I'm going to miss Dick Stabile. Yeah, Dick, are you going to miss us? Yes, I'll be counting the days till you come back. And believe me, I've enjoyed our pleasant association through these past few months. And I know the fellas in the band feel the same way. And I'd like to take this occasion... All right, enough, Dick. Enough. <laughs> enough. enough. Yeah. Well, they like that. We give him one word to read and he goes into business for himself. <laughs> I'm not only going to miss Dick Stabile, I'm going to miss his whole band. Yeah, Joe Stabile, Angelo Stabile... <laughs> Rocco Stabile. Giovanni Stabile. Pasquale Stabile. Giuseppe Stabile. Charlie Stabile. Luigi Stabile. Alfredo Stabile. Antonio Muzzarelli. <laughs> Antonio Muzzarelli? How'd he get in the band? He came across on the same boat. Oh! <laughs> oh, I remember now. Yeah, he's the one that did all the rowing. <laughs> and we'll miss our nice producer. Such a wonderful guy, Dick Mack. Are you going to miss us, Dick? I sure will, fellas. How long are you going to be gone? Oh, 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 not too long. We'll be back way before you can clear your throat. <laughs> Remember when this radio series first started, Jerry? We wanted to hire a producer for the show, and you pointed to the control room. Remember what you said? Yeah, how much is that producer in the window? <laughs> We're going to miss our writers, too. Not after that last joke we yep. <laughs> Jeff, we're going to miss them all. The producer, the sound effects man, the orchestra, the control engineer, the announcer. True, Dean. We're going to be off the air for two months, and do you know what I'm going to miss the most? What? The money. <laughs> money. Bah humbug money. Can money buy you happiness? No. Can money buy you contentment? No. Can money buy you friends? No. Want to try that again with my answers? <laughs>
Ladies and gentlemen, for our season's finale, we wanted a guest star who was really something super special. And the one we had in mind was very difficult to get. True, true. Oh, so true. We begged, cried, pleaded, would have got down on a bended knee to her. And all that didn't help. No, she insisted on getting paid. <laughs> Anyhow, she finally consented to appear because she's a great fan of mine. She's a great fan of mine, too, Dean. She thinks I'm another Kirk Douglas. Just look at this fan letter she sent me. Dear Kirk. She's not very smart. Look the way she spells Kirk. J-E-R-K. Oh, Anyhow... Yeah. Well, that figures. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest became a sensation overnight, but it wasn't until this year's Academy Award that she received the recognition she so richly deserved. So now, house for a king-size Chesterfield welcome for the best supporting actress of the year, Miss Gloria Graham. Thank you, Dean. Well, welcome to the show, Gloria. You know my partner, Jerry? Oh, yes. I met him once down at the beach while I was digging for clams. I guess I dug a little too deep. <laughs> now, now, just hear this for a minute. I don't take that from nobody, Miss Graham, so put up your dukes. Jerry, you can't fight with Gloria. She's a girl. She's warm, tender, delicate, soft. Well, that does make a difference, Miss Graham. Yes? Want to wrestle? <laughs> Well, Gloria, when a girl is as exciting as you are, you can't blame a guy for trying. Oh, women, we're all overrated. Take away a woman's hair, lips, figure, and legs, and what have you got? I don't know, but I'd like to start a collection. <laughs> After all, a woman is nothing but a rag, a bone, and a hank of hair. Shake hands with a happy junk dealer. <laughs> It's a pretty horrible commentary on our times. When will men start to be interested in a woman's brain? As soon as they start wearing sweaters on their heads. <laughs> Gloria, you sound like you're dissatisfied with just being a great picture actress. Well, in a way, I am. You work hard, day and night, for a couple of years. And when it's all over, what have you got? A million bucks. <laughs> That's the only thing that keeps me going. That figures. <laughs> Fellows, the real burning ambition of my life is to produce a picture. If you do, I've got a great title for it, The House of Wax. Maybe Gloria wants to produce a cowboy picture. In that case, we'll call it The House of Wax Goes West. Splendid. No, fellows. What I want to produce is a biography, the story of some famous man, like maybe Mr. Henry Kaiser, the automobile tycoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He started off as a barefoot boy with no shoes, and now he has millions. Gosh, who shines them all? <laughs> Gloria? <laughs> well, Gloria, if it's a man who's accomplished something that you're interested in, how about doing the story of my life? That's right, Miss Graham. Dean once had his picture in a magazine. Really? What'd he do? I switched to Manischewitz. <laughs> so what? Lots of people have switched to Manischewitz. When they're five years old? <laughs> it's a lie. It's a lie. I was six. You know, Jerry, I'd be more excited about doing the story of your life. After all, you went from rags to riches. Then came income taxes. Back to rags again. <laughs> but such lovely rags. 
I'd love to capture you on film. You have a very unusual face. I can explain that, Gloria. See, his father and mother were related. <laughs> yeah, that's why I look so much alike. <laughs> yes. Of course, all this calls for story preparation. Jerry, how about some background material on your life? Well, Miss Graham, I was born in Newark, UAS. You mean USA, United States of America? No, UAS, under a sink. Oh! <laughs> now, you see, there were 14 kids in a family. Here's a picture of us all. What's this standing behind the 14 kids, a duck? No, that's the stork with his legs worn down. <laughs> Doctor, doctor, can I see my child? Yes, Mr. Lewis, here he is. <laughs> darling, darling, it's a boy. A what? It looks like a what, but it's a boy. <laughs> but doctor, he looks so puny. You think he'll live? Is there any hope? Well, that depends on which way you're hoping. <laughs> Darling, just look at him. He has such tiny nails. All babies have tiny nails. Grown out of their heads? <laughs> well, darling, we'll need a name. What shall we call it? Maybe if we don't call it, it'll go away. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I've got a name, darling. Let's call him Melvin. Melvin? <laughs> I guess we'll have to call him something else. Have you got any inspirations? Well, I don't know. What does he look like? Oh, we couldn't call him that. Never. <laughs> As the years passed, my father became meaner and meaner to me. He wouldn't even take me to the zoo. He figured if the zoo wanted me, they'd come and get me. <laughs> the next turning point in my life came years later. Mother and father were sitting in the kitchen talking. Franchard. <laughs> what do you want now, Reba? You'll have to do something about our son, Jerome. Every day he stays in after school and empties the inkwells. So what? When I was a kid, I used to stay after school and empty the inkwells. Into your pocket? <laughs> our boys are dope at school. I know that. Look at his report card. He, he hasn't passed one subject. Oh, but history, arithmetic, and geography are difficult subjects. I know, but how could he fail lunch? <laughs> Who's there? It is Jerome, your man-child. <laughs> Father, today is my 18th birthday, and you said when I was 18, you'd give me permission. Permission to what? Come in the house. So oh, I did, yeah. You can come in, son, but first wipe your feet on the mat. Very well, Mummy. Well, what's taking you so long to wipe your feet? First I have to take off my shoes. <laughs> well, I'm in. I'm ready to eat the other children. They're outside. Jerry, you got the period in the wrong place there. Period in the wrong place. Yes. Oh, oh. I'm ready to eat. The other children, they're outside. 
What's the matter? Jerome, now is the time to get a job like your brother Willie. Yeah, he's working in a department store. He's singing music at the music counter and selling perfume at the perfume counter. Yes, son. The next time you go to the store, if you hear anything or smell anything, it's Willie. <laughs> Major and Pager, I have a surprise. I've already planned my own career. Unbeknownst to you, I've been taking your course at correspondence school. Oh, that's wonderful, Jerome. What have you been studying? Squirrel trapping. <laughs> oh, truly am I blessed. <laughs> My boy, a squirrel trapper, will ding, ding, ding and call out the law. <laughs> the only chance for you, son, is to marry the wealthy girl your father and I picked out for you. Here's a picture of her. I'm sorry, but I must hurt you, Mater and Pater. I'm in love with our neighbor. She's the girl of my dreams. Oh, but son, she's a bubble dancer. That'll give you a rough idea what I dream about. <laughs> Mother, I've asked Jerome's intended to come here. Please, leave the room. But why can't I stay? Because what I have to say to her is not for a lady's ears. And besides, we need you to play the part. <laughs> <laughs> Who's there? Honey child, honey child. Miss Cindy Lou, Melissa Ann, Dixabelle, Magnolia, Cornporn, Chicklin, Calhoun. <laughs> Cindy Lou was British. <laughs> Come on in. Hello, Pappy Levitt, y'all. You all sure ain't dressed to meet a lady, you all. What's that y'all wearing, you all? Just my over, you all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shucks and hominy grits. You all ain't from the South. You can always tell Southern gentlemen by their drawl. Well, he's wearing his under his over, you all. <laughs> now listen here, Miss Cindy Lou, Melissa Ann, Dixabel, Magnolia, Corn Pone, Chit, and Calhoun, ma'am. I ain't gonna have no bubble dancer marrying my son. Oh, but honest, honey, child, I won't besmirch the family's name. I've only been arrested once. Pappy. Show enough. Showed a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Cindy Lou, Melissa Ann, and stuff like that there, Calhoun. If you marry Jerome, what will become of him? Shucks, everybody knows that he'll meet up with Dean Martin and wind up on the Chesterfield program. Who told you that? A fortune teller down south. She reads tobacco leaves. <laughs> My dear, marriage to you would ruin my son's career. In 1953, Martin and Levitch toured Europe, and they found out the public doesn't go for performers like you in England. True, Dad, but in Italy, she'd be a sensation at the wine festival. <laughs> Me, a bubble dancer, become a sensation at the wine festival? But how can you be sure? It's a cinch. Instead of bubbles, you'll use grapes. <laughs> Real great, Dean. Just wonderful. Well, thanks, Gloria, and thanks for giving our sign-off for the summer such great trooping. Yeah, Miss Graham. Say, how's about having a date with me tonight after the show? Well, I'm sorry, Jerry, but I expect to be tied up. That should make it more fun. 
We're, we're going to be tied up tonight, too, Jerry. If we got to unpack all the presents we bought in Europe. I certainly envy you fellows. You picked a perfect time when you went to Europe. Ah, to be in Scotland when the heather is in blossom. Ah, to be in Smirnoff when the vodka is in bloom. <laughs> well, anyhow, thanks for inviting me on your program. Our pleasure, Gloria. We want to thank you for coming. That's right, Gloria. And we also want to thank all those nice people connected with the show for having made this season such a happy one. Plus, of course, a deep bow of gratitude to our wonderful audience. Yes, thanks, all you cats and hound dogs. It's been real crazy. <laughs> well, I've got to run, fellas. Good night, Dean and Jerry. Good, Good night, night, Gloria. Gloria and thank you. This is Dean Martin. And Jerry Lewis saying good night and thank you, everyone. From Hollywood, you've just heard transcribed the Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis show. Produced and directed by Dick Mack. Written by Arthur Phillips and Austin Kalish. With music prepared and conducted by Dick Stabile. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y. And Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals, too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.